0: You are listening to You Heard It Here Second.
1: New episodes are released on DerekandSteve.com
0: and on iTunes as well. Just search for Derek and Steve or You Heard It Here Second and make sure to subscribe today. For a second I was like, I was like, should I judge that before I try it? And I was like, then I was like, yeah, I yeah, no, I'm definitely okay to judge that. I have never tried it and I don't plan to. Derek and Steve present. So they're going to replace, uh, let's see, I don't know, maybe from last year's AFC playoff teams, maybe Buffalo, you think? I think maybe Buffalo won't make the playoffs. Buffalo sucks. I don't know how they made the playoffs (laughs) last year. but.
1: I mean, there was about 10 minutes of of diarrhea scenes. (laughs) Um, So, And you guys have a a legal memo due next Thursday. And I'm like, well, I quit law school. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, oh, you're having a bad day? Just retire. You heard it here second.
0: Hello and welcome back to episode number one sixteen. if you heard it here? Second, I am Derek alongside Steve. Steve, what is going on? What is going
1: on, Derek? It's been a while. It's been it's been a little um, while. It's been two we, more we've kind of we've kind of gotten into a groove of skipping a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which I don't love. It's not on purpose. It's just kind of how our schedules work out. Um, but nevertheless. Our listeners can uh, be assured that we will be continuing the podcast just yeah, at of course. more
0: random intervals. Yeah, sometimes not as scheduled as you are. And actually, I noticed we've been, uh, seem to have settled into informally Tuesday nights every other, which is actually oh, different true. than what, ha- what we used to do, which was Monday nights. So um, definitely a little bit interesting. But as you mentioned, both busy. Uh, you obviously have a lot on your plate and a whole new life right now. And I have uh, football season going on with. Uh, tailgating and all kinds of things, so I'm going home a lot and a lot of different things going on. So, I um, do have a uh, a big update for yeah. the people out there. Okay, let's hear um, it. My
1: intramural basketball team won their first game yesterday. Wow. Let's make go. It, make make it a rain is now officially one and two. All right, so how many games are on your schedule? Uh, probably six or seven six. or eight. I don't know. Six or seven or eight. Okay, <laughs> that
0: that matters a lot for my question because I want to know whether. Uh, your team will win more games than the Orlando Magic will this year <laughs> will we win more than six games <laughs>
1: um, I think we won't <laughs> <laughs> so, um, hopefully though you never know maybe, if you the, never know. maybe if
0: the season gets extended
1: yeah um, I think we have a good episode for the listeners today. We've got um, some decent sports topics, MLBs set, NFL storylines. Uh, maybe you'll you'll do a little Celtics preview. Yep. Um, some terrible golf news. And then also <laughs> pop culture. We have some great stuff coming. We've yeah. got some uh, multiple Dunkin' Donuts topics. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, unfortunately, some Kanye West stuff. And um, and then a really fun law school case. The By far the most interesting case I've learned about so far. And nice. I want to see if you can guess what it is. And and I'll, the, the hint is it's called the Ghostbusters case. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll explain the facts and uh, you'll, you'll have to tell me what you would rule
0: if you were the judge. Wow. Okay. All right. That sounds yeah. good. Um, and then some odds and ends here and there, but uh, should have a good show. Alrighty. I like that very much. So uh, that's kind of our opening drive sitting the table for you. And that brings us into half number one, which is sports. <laughs>
1: Jam.
0: all right so sports um we obviously you know this, this we're entering the time of year that is by far the busiest time of year in sports um you've got october i think october is really when everything comes together uh in the entire sports world you've got college football in it's in really its prime of the season you've got mlb playoffs nfl is starting to heat up and nba and nhl are getting underway so it's really an just a totally packed time in the sports year We'll start with the highest leverage stuff going on, which is the MLB playoffs. The bracket is set. Um, a couple of pretty crazy, what I would probably call the most exciting uh, outcome of the wild card structure we've had since they really implemented this, with with the with the number of one game playoffs we're having and the kind of intensity and quality of the teams that are playing in these in these one game playoffs all the way through uh, Wednesday of this week. So. Uh, we do have the bracket. What are your thoughts on the MLB uh, playoff bracket being set?
1: Um, I echo those those thoughts. This is probably, so I, well, first of all, let me ask you, how do you like the fact that I copied and pasted the photo onto that's our nice. template? That was that, that nice? That, that's, that was
0: nice and very clear. Uh, very much easier than if you wrote a bulleted Google doc list of, of yes. all the teams.
1: <laughs> I'm just trying to make it real easy for you, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so it's good. All of these teams are really good. Yeah. Like, I, it's usually like, OK, like those someone snuck in or like every single team on this list is really good. And that's I have a little spiel about the Rays in my final drive. Yep. Um, but considering the teams that are in this playoffs this year, I'm not that mad. Uh, we have two two awesome match matchups in the. uh Indians and the Astros. That's in the first round. They play each other. Yeah. Um. And then potentially New York and Boston. Yeah. Um. In the first round of the playoffs, uh, and then we've got uh, so the teams are Indians, Houston, Oakland Athletics, Yankees, uh, Boston, Dodgers, Braves, Cubs, Rockies, and Brewers. Yeah. Um. The NL is a little less uh, less competitive, obviously, because the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Astros all won. I think over hundred games. Yeah, I think all three of them.
0: And um, I don't think anyone in the NL won over hundred games. No, correct, um, maybe, correct. Maybe the Cubs, um, but I, yeah, the, I think the Cubs fell short. They were like ninety. I think they were ninety-five or something. Ninety-four and ninety-five. Yeah.
1: Um, but I am I'm pumped. I mean, the the wild card games are great. Uh, I'm I'm more looking forward to Yankees Red Sox just because I could care less about any of the NL teams. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be. It hasn't started yet, so we're all just – it's kind of like conjecture. So I'll let you give your spiel, and then we'll, we'll, we'll pick a, a winner or a yeah, matchup at
0: least. I mean, so entertainment-wise, obviously, like I, I started by saying, and you agree, this is probably the best, um, this is the best outcome we've seen of the wild card situation. Uh, that said, it's easier for me to say that from the position that my team is in, which is that my team – uh, won the most games in the majors and doesn't have to worry about that if you're, you you who, who's your team the Red Sox the Red Sox oh is my, my team. your Correct. team's the
1: Red Sox I always forget <laughs> that your if, team is the Red
0: sox <laughs> if you are a Yankees fan though I mean you do not think that this wild card thing is cool because you won 100 games a hundred games which I think the Red so the Red Sox franchise hadn't won 100 games in a season since like 1946 or something like winning a 100 games is very difficult. And as a Yankees fan, you won 100 games and you have to play a one game wild card, which is insane. Like like you just said, no team in the National League, even even top 95 wins this year. The Yankees win 100 games and they have to play a wild card game to then have the right to go play a team that won 108 games. You know, so it's kind of that's insane. If you think about it in any other league context. Right. If you think about the Warriors, right, like winning 70 games, this is the equivalent of the Rockets winning 68. And having to play a one-game play-in for the right yeah. to face the Warriors, you know, in the first round. like So, so it kind of, it is kind of crazy from that standpoint, but excitement-wise, it's obviously awesome. I mean, you've got, if you do get that Red Sox-Yankees matchup, then the AL matchups are just like bona fide, you know, you know reigning champions and on one side with the cleveland indians who were there in game seven of the world series the year before and then the red sox and yankees rivalry being the two highest win totals or two of the three highest win totals in baseball there's just so much going on on the al side that you gotta love about that um and on the nl side i think you're right it's not as blatant with uh the star power of the matchups i think but there's still some good teams over there that you know, while maybe they didn't get to the 100 win mark, they still had competitive seasons and ended up, you know, where they are here. So and, you know, the, like the Brewers, the Dodgers, the Braves, these are fun teams. Then you have the Cubs who have been flirting with the World Series for a couple of years as well after winning it. So uh, it's definitely interesting on both sides. But I think the AL, you know, takes the cake as far as having the higher level of excitement, I would say. Yeah. And
1: if you are listening to this podcast on Wednesday, uh, the Rockies Cubs one game playoff will be over. Um, so they will yes. one of those teams will be eliminated between the Rockies and the Cubs as they play Tuesday night which is tonight as we're speaking yeah um, and then tonight as you're listening if it's Wednesday is the better game which is the athletics and the Yankees yep. um, both are just home run hitting machine teams um, the athletics are a bit more scrappy and they can run mm-hmm. around but in general they just like to score a ton and and right. not play as good of defense or pitch as well yeah. um, so that should be a really fun game and, and a Either of those teams will be fun to watch moving forward, but definitely rooting for the Yankees because if they win, they play the Red Sox yeah, in, a I, seven, in a full seven in a full seven-game series. Five, five right? game, five game, the ALDS five game. game, but, series, five five game, game.
0: but but either way, that still you know heightens the intensity even in a five-game yeah. series because every game is so important. I think um, the I find myself pretty conflicted because as a Red Sox fan, I shouldn't root for the Yankees to win this game because a you always root against the Yankees if you're a Red Sox fan. And B, the Yankees are, I think, a tougher matchup. I mean, the Yankees, I said this, I think this was probably my fear that I actually probably said on the podcast in spring training was that the Yankees are loaded with right-handed power hitters and the Red Sox top two pitchers are left-handed pitchers. And yeah. that worries me. And so I know Chris Sale has dominated the Yankees this season, but you know he is still a lefty going up against righty power hitters. And all it takes sometimes is one swing of the bat in a game like that. Um, so I find myself conflicted because I shouldn't root for the Yankees, but I also just that atmosphere and environment and excitement of that Red Sox Yankees playoff series is amazing, and so I I do kind of want that to happen secretly. Um, but so you've got that matchup. The other thing with the A's that I just want to mention I don't know did you so I think it's it's worth a quick note. Did you see the Chris Davis fact? I'm sure you did. Uh,
1: Um, I don't think I saw the fact, but I know he may have hit like he has the home
0: run title for three yep. straight day, years or something. So that that too actually. That's kind of the that's the more significant fact really, but the other it's just less of a rare fact. So yeah, he did lead the league with 48 homers this year. But what I consider to be more amazing is that Chris Davis for the fourth consecutive season finished with a 2.47 batting average. Exactly? Exactly. 2.47 for the fourth consecutive year. No way. <laughs> yes. That's like almost statistically impossible. It, that is correct. And his career batting average is 248, which is, oh. which is one point above that. So Chris wow. Davis is arguably the most consistent player in the history of baseball. <laughs>
1: yeah. And, it, and especially like <laughs> consistent power and consistent yeah. Yeah. bad batting average. Yeah. That's crazy. Just, just,
0: just the hallmark of consistency. So uh, now obviously not, it's obviously not the exact same batting average to like the next decimal point, but... It's 247 as far as the way that baseball keeps batting averages to three decimal points. 247 in four consecutive years is just wild. So, um, so that's the Chris Davis fun fact. Um, I do want I do want your opinion on one thing about uh, these wild card games. And and this is uh, you know so I kind of have always leaned towards one game wild card is insufficient when you play 162 game season. But you know that aside, it's obviously very exciting. One thing that sometimes drives me crazy is when pro sports leagues let predetermined like TV contract or scheduling or things like that allow things to happen that don't make sense. <laughs> and what I mean is the fact that the NL wildcard is before the AL wildcard, even though both of these teams had to play games the day before. But, like Both of these teams played games on Monday, and their wildcard game is Tuesday. When the Yankees and A's did not play on Monday and their wild card game is Wednesday, so they, they get two huh. full days off. These NL teams literally got zero days off, you know, from the end of the season to their tiebreaker game to the wild card game, zero days. So I mean, wow. it doesn't make sense to me personally, but it's just kind of uh, I guess a a one-off. I mean, is there
1: is you mean they could both be, be either have the day off or not have the day off? Just make it. Consistent? I I just think
0: that. Uh, well, I I would just flip them, you know. Like I don't see why the AL game isn't on Tuesday because because neither of those like w- once you get to the end of the season you see these AL teams don't have tiebreaker games to play. It seems oh, like an easy switch. Yeah. Like let's have the Yankees and A's play on Tuesday. A, it will give them the extra day of rest before the ALDS starts. You know, and the <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. That 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 was Derek, just a strange one to me. But
1: that would that would require the Major League Baseball. <laughs> commissioner and and everyone in the front office to have any amount of flexibility that's a good point um so i would not i i do not see that happening it's predetermined probably a year in advance
0: and yeah. well that's we'll, the thing we'll, it, it comes down to the networks because like you know you've got like tbs or fox or whoever fox sports one or whoever has these games and it's an al nl split on who gets them and so it literally is that it's, it's tv contract scheduling um but so that just kind of drove me a little bit crazy not that i have even any personal stake in that it's just like it seems insane that that you know I, this rockies cubs game i think it's in chicago so it's like the rockies played their tiebreaker game yesterday and now have to fly to chicago to play their wild card game so it just seems, and then they'll have to fly to Milwaukee to play if they win, you know? So yeah. it's like, it just seems kind of crazy. But.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, it is what it is. That's not going to change, especially in baseball. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, for sure. Uh, if any, maybe hockey first, because hockey jump, messes everything up on purpose. <laughs> um, and football at least has some flex built in, in terms of timing, right, but right, right. it would never happen in, in, yeah. uh, <laughs> in baseball. Good point. Good point.
0: So uh so any well, yeah just your pick just your pick to my win it pick all to win it all um I or, mean, your, or your matchup my matchup so I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Red Sox um I, that's not even you know it's not just a homer pick I, I do think I do actually feel confident in the Red Sox a lot rides on the on how their pitching performs obviously I mean Chris Sale had some health issues at you know the second half of the season and has not yet actually gone back out there and been throwing like his normal 97 mile an hour self. Um, so I think we need to see that in game one. Otherwise this thing changes quickly. And I don't think the Red Sox can win the world series without sale pitching like that. Um, but that said, I'll I'll still go with the Red Sox. I'm going to go with them over the Milwaukee Brewers. who I think, um, are going to get hot. I just have a feeling Milwaukee is going to get hot. They're a team. It just feels like one of those teams that's due to make a run like that. Um, and, and so I'm gonna pick them up my, my brain says that it should be the Dodgers that I'm gonna pick but I am gonna uh, for the purposes of this pick I'm gonna say Red Sox over the Brewers in the World Series.
1: Cool Well I will also pick the Red Sox um, and that's that's hard for me to do because I root against <laughs> everything Boston as often as I can um, but they are by far the best team this year it's without a doubt and they have they have the momentum they've got a good mix of veterans and young guys uh, so I think in a playoff run they're gonna they're gonna crush it. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus the Dodgers, I think it's going to be uh, Boston versus LA, and I'm going to pick LA to win it, mm-hmm. um, just because LA's similarly set up as Boston. They've got a lot of good young talent, they've got a lot of good veteran talent, um, and they're riding some momentum right now, right, um, right. and that's usually what can carry you through
0: uh, playoffs. And they got Kershaw, who's got uh, some some demons to exercise as far as the playoffs go. People still do not give him the credit. That he probably deserves talent-wise and performance-wise because of the way he's pitched in the playoffs. So mm-hmm. um, he's he's got a, a chance to to correct some of that this year. Uh, for for what it's worth, in my MLB the Show franchise about a month ago that I was playing, it was Red Sox Dodgers in the World Series. Um, <laughs> wow, I, that's huge news. Yeah, so so <laughs> I mean, I guess I should have said that earlier because it's it's pretty big news. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. So and I I I was obviously playing as the Red Sox and I did beat the Dodgers, but that. Doesn't really speak for a whole lot because it's a video game. So, and you would turn it off and restart it. If you didn't win. <laughs> I actually didn't do that, but um, but I was close to doing that at one point. So. All right. <laughs> well, let's let's so move it other, on from baseball. Any other thoughts from baseball? Yeah. So we'll move no it uh, to the NFL, where we have a few storylines we won't spend a ton of time on, but I think the key, the major ones here are worth noting. Um, we'll start with Kansas City, I think, because Kansas City is the biggest story in the NFL right now. Uh, Maybe tied with the Los Angeles Rams, but the Rams are, I want to say people kind of finally expected the Rams to be good this year. I mean, I I think that they're meeting their expectations. They got a lot of young talent on that team, and I don't think anybody's super surprised that the Rams are very good. I think people are very surprised in what the Chiefs have been this year, mainly offensively with Patrick Mahomes, the not rookie, but uh, really in his first real season as an NFL quarterback, just completely lighting up the league um what do you what do you think about what you've seen from the Chiefs yeah. so far
1: um the Chiefs are legit the Chiefs the Chiefs are actually so you can say we didn't see it coming but the Chiefs have had a really good defense for a long time um they've got a lot of good playmakers on offense and Mahomes the last piece was Mahomes which is exactly how you want to build a team which is get everything around the quarterback Like look at look at all these young quarterbacks that that never got a chance like even Jameis or like bradford or even andrew luck now they, they, yeah. they, they draft a really good quarterback and have nothing around them and continue to like throw them out there with a mediocre team when mahomes is out there with a really good team um and performing like a really good quarterback mm-hmm. um so I, I think the chiefs are legit you're right the rams didn't come out of nowhere um they they came out of nowhere last year yeah, um, yeah. but they are kind of expected this year i think the chiefs are fire and that's not a that's not a hot take <laughs> it's obvious <laughs> yeah. it's obvious that they're really good yeah cool. um but it's it's cool to see a team that's had not not great success in the past, maybe ten years. I mean, they had Alex Smith; they played pretty well with him, but mm-hmm. um, they haven't had a ton of success. Um, and it's good to see them finally get get a shot. And same with the Rams too.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. So I, I will say the Rams are like probably my second favorite team in the league right now, based on just just as far as when I lo- looking at their roster, I like I love the way that team is built. Um, obviously, they have. A lot of young talent the Chiefs um, the, the the one thing about the Chiefs that I think is I'll say two things one um, and, and all everything that you said is right about the Chiefs and they they look amazing right now I think one thing to keep in mind is that the Chiefs and maybe I'm making this up but it's just kind of what my mind is telling me is that the Chiefs have started real strong before uh, even with Alex Smith Like like I can remember the year that the Chiefs on opening night came into Gillette stadium and won by like 15 against the Patriots. And like they, they put up 42 points and it was like Tyreek Hill and you know, Kareem hunt. That might've been last year actually. Yeah. Um, and so it feels like they have strong starts a lot. It doesn't always get to four and the way that it's gotten this year. So I think this year is different. Um, the one thing to be wary of is that their defense is actually playing very poorly this year. And I don't know if they're a bad defense or not. Like you said, they've always been a good defense. Um, but they're, they're not having a good season. Uh you know, the offense has built them out quite a bit with Mahomes having whatever it is, like fourteen touchdowns now to no picks or whatever his numbers yeah. are. Um the defense does need to get a lot better if they're gonna be able to go all the way through, you know, the AFC. But right now, they look like the best team in the AFC, and I'm sure most power rankings and everything are putting them there because they deserve it. Um it's gonna be a great game in two weeks when the Chiefs go to Gillette Stadium for a, a it's either a Sunday night or a Monday night game um in two weeks from now. So that's like Everyone's probably circling that one on their calendars. The Patriots start slow. They kind of bounce back a little bit. That game will be a big, big measuring stick for both sides to find out if the Pats are really back or if the chiefs are really legit or kind of where everybody stands. So there's a lot to look forward to. I think the the chiefs have looked amazing so far. And I, and I mean, we're, we're, we're getting close to the point that it's not that far fetched to say that Patrick Mahomes could win the MVP. I mean, that's not like he, we're not that far off from being that being a real possibility at this point. Yeah. Uh, well, that leads us nicely into the Pats,
1: because uh, everyone has to get Pats updates all the time from, <laughs> from you. Um, but the Pats will be fine. And I saw that um, they had a pretty rough start, or at least uh, this, a rough second game. Um, what are your – just brief thoughts on the Pats and if they will be fine or if they will ever win another football game. <laughs> so uh,
0: I think they will win another game. Um, there was There was a time when I wasn't so confident. I think after they started 2-2 last year, you asked me – or. Two years ago, maybe you asked me that question, and I said no, they wouldn't. I was wrong. They actually did win another game. Um, But the Pats will be fine. I I mean, so fine is in the relative term. Like they're, you know, they're they're gonna be contending to go to the Super Bowl like they always are. I still believe that. I don't think that they're. You know, I I have friends. I have friends in my fantasy football league at home that are adamant that the Patriots are gonna go eight and eight this year. (laughs) And I'm like, you know, they still play the Bills two two times, the Jets two times, the Dolphins another time. Like they, yeah. there's, there's all like they are still in the AFC East, which is you almost still, have like eight built-in <laughs> wins. I, know. I mean it, it really is true. It's it's six divisional games against those teams, and even the even even the three and Miami Dolphins come into Gillette and they just can't. They they are proven to be frauds with that three 0 record. So,
1: <laughs> I think
0: um, the Patriots will be fine. I think it does depend a lot on how they're depth pieces on defense play because they have some injuries and they frankly i just think are, are very thin in, in the middle of their defense so i think they'll be fine i think it does come down to how the defense plays i think the offense is going to is be totally fine i think it was such overreaction by everybody to freak out about that lions game and not putting up points it's like you've got edelman coming back you've got josh gordon getting rolled into the offense which like you mentioned is going to just be um, it's going to work out for them because that's just, it just will it's just how it works. Yep. <laughs> uh, how so, it always goes. so, I mean, uh, I think they're going to be totally fine on offense, but the defense is what I worry about a little bit. So that being said, that's going to be a, it's another reason that chiefs game is such a good test because that the defense is going to be very thoroughly tested against Mahomes and all the weapons that they have on offense. They, that is just a, such a weapon studded offense they have from running back to tight end to receiver. They got, they got all the pieces they need. So yeah. um so, yeah, so I think the Pets will be fine, but it, it does not mean that I am putting them, you know, they're not an odds on favorite at this point. You know, having seen what the Chiefs have been, you can't call the Patriots the odds on favorite until they play that game against Kansas City. So, I think the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. I think they could. I think they very well could. I, I still don't think the AFC is great, but uh, the Chiefs are proving to be one team to maybe look out for. Because for every team you have that, that you look out for, you've got another one like the Steelers who is no longer seeming to be a threat. You know, it's like, um, sure. And so, until the AFC shows the type of competence the NFC does, I, I'm not super worried. Like, I think if the Patriots were in the NFC, I would say they got a real problem. Like, I, I would not pick the Patriots to be better than the Rams in a conference playoff if they were in the NFC, right? But I, I think as of now, you still can't really bet against them making it through the AFC to the Super Bowl because of just the competition that's there. So, yeah. But the Chiefs look to be the contender. So, so. Chiefs,
1: uh, Chiefs look good, Pats look fine, Browns and Baker look okay.
0: Yeah. I mean uh, so I think they look okay. I mean obviously they're 1-2 and 1 now. They 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 lost a tough one against the Raiders, but um But they did win a football game. They won a football game. They went to overtime the next week. They went they obviously went to overtime in the game they tied. I mean, this is a competitive football team this year. There's not really many other ways to put it and that's a lot more than they can say for several of the past years like what do you think about Baker
1: um I will reserve judgment I think the Browns are caught in that QB limbo that I mean they it's obvious they're like the the poster child for for being caught in (laughs) QB limbo but when you get a QB and you don't have a team around them they will not be as successful as they should be that's just obvious and I mean, when you look at a team like the Chiefs and the Rams, who've, who've built a squad around quarterbacks and they've built a system around quarterbacks, just picking a quarterback number one overall or, or top 10 overall every year is not going to win right. you anything. Right. Um, so they've just had a terrible run, and I don't think they've got an actual team around Baker to be competitive. I mean, that's, that's just, that's been them
0: for the past 15 years. Yeah. Right. It's true. And I mean,. Um, I think the team is better than it has been for some of their prior quarterbacks that have that have tried to make that work. But so I I think um, with Baker, it's uh, I think what gives him an advantage is is it feels like he's such a gamer kind of like he can he makes so much happen on his own that it's sometimes that's all you need is that little extra bit of. You know, can I make this play on my own versus needing, yeah, but needing when my was, teammates? when was the last gamer quarterback to be super successful? Yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. But I, at the same time, I think I'm looking at a guy like Mahomes right now, too, who's obviously playing out of his mind as well. But there have been those plays that it's like – there have been a few that it's like Alex Smith doesn't make that play. You know, like, no, like, absolutely he, like no. he scrambles no, Mahomes,
1: out. Mahomes is definitely a uh, a gamer, but he's got a good, good team Mar- around him. and it's yeah, yeah. And he's had four games. Like – when was the last full season maybe
0: like Kaepernick? Yeah, for that season, you know he he was like that. But I mean Or RG, I, RG3 his rookie year. I mean, year. yeah, I don't want to compare all those guys cuz you're still right like the Browns aren't the team that those guys have. Um I am just saying that I think that um Baker maybe has a better chance than these past guys have of succeeding because that little bit extra to like like I'm just thinking of like the the third downs that you get where you know, you can extend a drive if, if the quarterback can make one play in spite of his team, you know, maybe, um, versus a really good pocket passing quarterback for the Browns just can't do it, you know, cause like, like he just can't, doesn't have the protection, doesn't have the receivers getting open. So a little bit a quarterback that has some mobility that a little bit of that gamer attitude. And just like, so I think that's, that's helped Baker a little bit with at least the games they've been competitive so far. Whether that's sustainable, it's a good question because this team is still very far away from being a very good team. Um, And, and, you know, that's, that, that begs the question of, like you said, building the team from the quarterback first and then filling in all the pieces. Like, is that doable with with the way the NFL is now? Um, It's a good question.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, that brings us to the final NFL topic, which is um, Earl Thomas, Mm. which is a very, Sad story, but it's interesting because we have we have two sides of the same coin in the NFL right now, yeah. which is Earl, Earl Thomas and Le'Veon Bell. So Earl Thomas is a defender for the um, Seattle Seahawks, an all-star defender. He's just one of the best in the league and has been for the past 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. He, he's been in the league yeah. forever. They refuse to give him a long-term contract, um, and he refuses to go to practice. Same with Le'Veon Bell, a superstar, MVP caliber um, talent. Mm-hmm. He refuses. They refuse to give him a long-term contract. He refuses to practice and also refuses to play in the game. So he's he's a full-on holdout. Um, Earl Thomas is actually playing in Seattle's games. Um, he just doesn't show up five days out of the week. He yeah. shows up on Sundays and actually makes a difference. And he, plays he's, well. He's, yeah. plays well. He's got a few picks. He, he disrupts. He disrupts passes. He's like still a very good defender, better than the guy who goes to practice five days a week. <laughs> um, and so Earl Thomas gets a season ending injury, or which I believe is a season ending injury. Yeah, he broke fracked, his legs, he, I think. Yeah. yeah, broke his leg. Um, and proceeds to flip off his own sideline while being carted off the field. Yeah. Um and, and Le'Veon Bell tweets something that says, I'll be I'll continue to be the bad guy for the both of us. Um, so this usually the players are the bad guys when The holdouts happen because you you, like, oh, I don't feel bad for a person making X amount of millions or whatever. Like you just there's a lot of excuses to be made for the the ownership or or whatever. Um, What are your thoughts now that we have a very clear cut? This is why people sit out and this is why Le'Veon Bell is. Making the better decision over Earl Thomas, who played and got hurt. So, what are you, what are your initial thoughts now that we have both of these players in the in the same situation? Yeah,
0: I mean, it's, in the, at the same time, it's so interesting. I mean, uh, I think I had said before that I did tend to take Le'Veon's side as far as the issue itself. Like, I mean, obviously, I don't know if it's the best look to quit on your team the way that he has, and like, kind of all the things that go into it. But when when really when push comes to shove is that there there's, he has no other recourse. Like the only recourse he has in his contract situation is not to show up. Like he, he can't, like there's nothing else he can do as far as action he can take in that situation. If it's a standoff between him and the team, he, the only right that he can leverage is to get back at the team by saying, I'm not going to show up until you give me the, the contract. Now in general, I, I don't like when athletes have that approach, but um, I think that it's, it's interesting to have it happen. And I, the, the Earl Thomas thing adds that layer of like, you know, you you can almost um even if you are not thrilled with the way Earl because Earl Thomas doing it a little bit differently and, and still playing in the games is a very odd dynamic. Like it's yeah, it's like a why it's almost I, like a, why is the coach even playing him type of thing.
1: I don't know. It that, that's I was thinking about that at the beginning of the season. Like that's so spineless of the Seahawks to actually still, still play him.
0: (laughs) Well, right. It's that, that's like, that makes me question a lot with Pete Carroll. It's like, I mean, this guy is literally not showing up to practice like the whole week. (laughs) And so he's not in your walkthroughs. He's not in your schemes. Like he's not. And then you're you're telling the guy who's practicing hard all week at safety. And again, you're probably right. He's not as good as Earl Thomas, but like, but you're going to tell that guy that, You know, it's still Earl's job, even though he literally doesn't show up any of the practice week. So like, you know, from that standpoint, I it's you paint Earl Thomas as the bad guy. Right. But I think that um, it all goes into a larger thing about the collective bargaining. And again, this is a tough one because they have these collective bargaining agreements that the players association agrees to. Right. So, I mean, it's really the players association that these guys should be upset with if. Their, the way their contracts work out is really hurting them. And I, that's that's the case with Le'Veon anyway, is that the rookie deal takes you for like four years or something. Then you can be franchise tagged twice, like I said before, and then by that time you're like a 30-year-old running back or, or getting close to it, and yeah. teams don't want to give you that contract. So I get where he's coming from. Um, but it's just a really it's a really interesting and weird spot. Some people think that Earl Thomas actually still helped himself by playing, though, because he showed up – without practicing and was still, like, a game changer, you know, on defense, you know? Yeah, so, and, and thing is, like, his teammates
1: are fully behind him, and, and Earl Thomas actually has come out on top by still playing, even though it's a weird scenario for his team. It seems like the team's still behind him, and Le'Veon is having the opposite effect. Right, right. Um, his team's kind of talking about him behind his back. People, even, like, the media are, are, are out on him. And then Earl Thomas gets hurt after playing and flips off his own
0: sideline, and people are like,
1: "Yeah, see, this is why this is why you need to hold <laughs> yeah. out."
0: Yeah, it's 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 so weird. You're right, though. I mean, like, because I'm trying to picture if if Le'Veon was doing the same thing Earl Thomas did, like, you know, to, are are people perceiving him differently? It's like I don't know. It, it's a really interesting. When I, when I say that, I mean like by showing up for games but not for practices. You know, it's yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. But um, you know. I, as with any of these things that are like this, I mean the players have a limited amount of ways that they can put fight back and push back in a league that's really run by owners. So I know that as a fan of the team, you really don't want that happening. But as if you're just a fan of the sport and you're looking at what these players have the ability to do, as far as like what, what their recourse is if they don't like the way that they're being treated by management. Right. I know it sounds silly for a guy that makes millions of dollars, but, um, you know, it, it is it is a real factor in that, you know, he's he, Le'Veon Bell probably has five or six years that he can play and make money here. You know, so I think it's yeah, it, it's important to him whether whether we can really relate to it or not. So it's interesting. It's mm. an interesting dynamic. But yeah,
1: cool. Um, well, any final thoughts on NFL storylines before we move on to uh, one of the worst storylines of the week? <laughs> no, no other mm. NFL
0: thoughts. Go ahead,
1: take it away. Yeah. Um. So, as a Tiger Woods hater, and, and a very vocal Tiger Woods hater, I will admit when I'm wrong, Tiger Woods has won a tournament <laughs> in 2018. He won the tour championship, um, and he won it uh, pretty handily. He won by two strokes and and, and had some momentum going into the, the yeah. final holes. Had, like, almost a um, wire-to-wire win. Yeah. Um, and so I will say that I was wrong. I said he would not win a tournament. I also said that he would definitely not win a major um, he has still not won a major. That's obviously way harder and less right. of a hot take. Um, but for, for people who crap on Tiger Woods saying he gets too much attention when it's undeserved, it was finally deserved. And finally people talked about him. So here's your attention, Tiger Woods. Good job on the, the <laughs> it tour was. championship.
0: There's still one small, one very quick complaint I have about the attention. And I think I, you know, like I said, when the attention is deserved, and the attention was deserved this time, he completed his comeback and won a, cha- won a tournament. Um, Congrats, CBS, to the professional golfer, the, the broadcast. I was, I, and I'm not. I'm more in the middle on Tiger as far as like I don't viscerally hate him, but I mean, I, <laughs> do I, I viscerally hate him? Uh, well, uh, I shouldn't say that. I mean, viscerally rude against him in all circumstances. You know, like I didn't really <laughs> mind. I didn't really mind that he won, but I was going crazy watching the final round and as he finished the last hole with the with what the announcers were calling I I don't know if you remember this or heard this but I could not believe it when he said this he said it was the most improbable comeback in the history of sports <laughs> what I I rewound it to find out if he said what I thought he said the CBS announcer the play-by-play guy for that for the tour championship said that it was the most improbable comeback in the history of of sports. Wow. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Like I, <laughs> this is, this is an absolute joke. Like, like, yeah. like if I were to just like to pluck one example out of my head, if I were to say to you, Steve at the, with two minutes left in the third quarter of the Patriots Falcon Bowl, if I yeah, said, what I do you think is more likely that the Patriots will come back and win this game or that Tiger Woods will win one more tournament in the rest of his life. He's the best. Yeah. He's, he's the best golfer <laughs> to ever live. Probably. And so all he has to do is win one more tournament in the rest of his life, which do you think is more likely?
1: (laughs) I would say that Joey Chestnut beating Kobayashi in like a (laughs) hot dog eating contest on July 4th is a bigger upset than Tiger Woods
0: winning uh, another major. So that was insane. Not to mention like the 1980 US hockey team or something, you know, but yeah. um, So yeah, that So anyway, that was my one gripe about that was that the drama was still way too overhyped, but he did did finally deserve it.
1: It's really cool that that guy got to call the greatest comeback in the history yeah. of sports yeah how convenient
0: for you buddy play by play guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah so that's it any any so uh, that's it any other thoughts on Tiger or any other sports topics before we move it on my
1: only my last sports topic just because uh, we didn't get it give it attention when I actually don't know when this came out but there's a really funny video of Peyton Manning watching oh, yeah. the I don't know when this came out but I don't or even know what to Google but maybe Google <laughs> Peyton Manning watches the Patriots Super Bowl. Um, and he's hosting some people at his house, and he's obviously rooting against Tom Brady, but not really rooting for the Falcons. He's just kind of rooting against Tom Brady. yeah. Um, and it's a it's a hilarious skit. It's so he's funny. like, it's actually really, really funny, and I'm very surprised that it didn't get uh, more attention. So if you can Google Peyton Manning skit watching uh, the Super Bowl, it's it's like 3 4 minutes long and it's totally worth it. Oh yeah, I, I'm, it's so. I don't know how I'm,
0: it wasn't circulated more. It's like the funniest it's the funniest video that Peyton's ever done. Like It's it's
1: the funniest it's, and it's definitely the funniest about that comeback. Like there's a lot of like yeah. bad takes about the comeback and a lot of like overdone stuff. Yeah. This this was
0: perfect. Yeah, cuz the progression of it and everything like it's just, it's yeah. just so great. Like it, it mixes in like, like it tracks well with what happened in the game. And like, it's got these perfectly like hilarious things that are happening at his Super Bowl party in this commercial. It's, it's great. You gotta, you gotta look it up. Uh, yeah. somehow, Highly it's recommend. been out for obviously like two years and we hadn't seen it. So, um, so yeah, pretty, pretty great, uh, clip there for, of, of Peyton watching that game. So yeah, and it's, it's a skit, so it's not yeah, just like yeah, him yeah, watching yeah. it. It's, oh no, right, right. It's, right. Well it's a done. skit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, cool. cool. So any other sports topics before we move it on? Let's move it to pop culture. We got some good pop culture topics. We sure do. So that brings us to pop culture. I
1: made that famous. I made that famous.
0: All right, so uh, pop culture. We got a couple good topics here. We'll start with uh this isn't we usually when we have a when we have blank news about a restaurant you guys probably all know what it is but it's actually (laughs) not that today
1: i'm glad that so it's (laughs) it's obvious that you didn't say it because you don't want to go through the hassle of adding the noise this isn't
0: that that is kind of correct although it wouldn't actually be that hard it's not about taco bell it's about Dunkin' Donuts. We have Dunkin' Donuts news, which we don't have a sound effect for, but maybe if this becomes more regular, we'll have to think of something. Um, apparently, we, we apparently it will become regular because
1: we have two topics today. That's true. Dunkin yeah, donuts two news. literally yeah. two
0: things. Dunkin' Donuts is in the news this week, um, or I should correct myself. It's actually just Dunkin' that's in the news this week. Um, yes. Because Dunkin' has dropped the donuts from its name. Um, instant reaction. What are your thoughts about that? So I would, this is going to be an interesting conversation because
1: I didn't grow up with Dunkin'. That's a good point. As, as a Southerner, I I mean, obviously it was around, but it, I wasn't from New England where people will kill themselves if they don't have <laughs> an iced Dunkin' Mochaccino before they go to their construction job. <laughs> um, Dunkin' Donuts has always been like Dunkin' or Dunkies to me. Yeah. I've almost right, right, never right. actually called it Dunkin' Donuts, and I don't ever, I don't think I've ever had a Dunkin Donut this may that may sound terrible but I don't like if I'm going to Dunkin Donuts I mean coffee and like a breakfast yeah, yeah, sandwich yeah um so I'm fully on board with Dunkin being Dunkin um Dunk the what is it the world runs on Dunkin yeah all, so uh, th- yeah this is not that huge of a deal and it, and it it makes sense for Dunkin Donuts because donuts are kind of being phased out by like it's another thing that millennials are killing it's just like People don't want just fatty, sugary stuff. Yeah, right. They want like healthy and organic and blah blah blah. So they're they're focusing more on the coffee, which millennials yeah. are obsessed
0: with. Well, yeah, um, and the so the thing I is I actually, yeah. So I I despite growing up with Dunkin' Donuts, it's still the same thing to me. Like I didn't I didn't say, hey, I'm gonna go to Dunkin' Donuts. Like like I didn't say that every time that I was going to Dunkin'. You know, like, like, yeah. So I think this isn't really a big deal for people as far as like what they call it and everything. Um, to be honest, I don't even, I don't even think they're going to, fa- and I don't know, maybe this, maybe they will, and I just haven't seen it, but I don't even know if they're going to phase out donuts at all. I think this might just purely be a naming thing, like, like a, a marketing and naming thing. Now, I think, um, like you said, America runs on Duncan has been their slogan for a while. Like <laughs> that's, so it's, it's already had that it's already been without the word donuts in it in like their biggest marketing campaign. Um, but I think on top of that, um, it's, it's so the only thing that I question about it is just like the, whether it's worth it for them with the number of like changes that they need to make just for that small little change you know but yeah. like they I gotta mean, change every sign in America now to be I, a, <laughs>
1: a company like Dunkin Donuts I'm sure has looked into every possibility yeah, in terms of like focus groups and like positive and negative reactions to this and I I think it had to have weighed in some some favor to yeah. where they're like, oh, we're dropping the donuts because we want to focus more on coffee. I was like, well, you could do that and keep your name. <laughs> yeah. um, so there's got to yeah. be some like psychological thing that that you and I can't understand. But yeah. when we walk by a Dunkin', we're more likely to be like, ooh, I want Dunkin', yeah, rather no, than walk sure. by a
0: Dunkin' Donuts. For sure. No, that, that's definitely true. Um, yeah, that's 100% true. And I, I, So I, I think, yeah, I think that ultimately it's not going to make a huge difference. Like, Although I will say this, uh, I don't know if it's related or not, but the Dunkin' that I usually go to on my walk to work is under construction like I, starting like last week or starting starting the Whoa. beginning of this week like the there's paper covering all the windows and it's closed and i saw construction workers in there this morning i don't know if it's related or not but that could be one of the first rebrand. i imagine it re- would be one of the first rebranded Dunkin are you are you store zero i might be well i highly doubt it <laughs> i highly doubt <laughs> it's store zero but it could be one of the first ones that i see anyway Um, it's the one, it's one, one of the two that's right across from the garden. So, um, but, uh, so yeah, it's interesting, interesting development there. So the name change is one thing, but there's another big thing that is more important than the name change really. I mean,
1: because we care about more. I've determined why I like Dunkin' Donuts. All right. And it just hit me. (laughs) Dunkin', well, but beyond the fact that it's good, like food and coffee. Yeah. They are also not afraid to try new things and come out with new experiences, mm-hmm. like like our other friend Taco Bell. Yes, good point. Every th- every thirty minutes, Taco Bell comes out with a new crazy <laughs> concoction, and I'm learning. It just hit me that Duncan does too. Yeah, they do. Duncan they comes do. out with new flavors every thirty minutes, new breakfast items every couple days. With now they have like bagel sticks or cinnamon sticks or whatever. Oh, yeah, the they, they donut fries, donut sticks, donut yeah. fries. So they're, they're they're trying new things, and add this to the list harpoon brewery and duncan collaborate to create a harpoon duncan coffee porter is this the wow. greatest boston collaboration <laughs> and
0: i I, <laughs> I think it might I wrote, be i think it I has down, to be
1: i wrote down a few collabs which is obviously involves duncan too but the gronk and big poppy uh duncan commercials yep yep those were that's good. a great boss that's a yeah. great boston collab or a Mark Wahlberg, Matt Damon in the departed collab. Yes. That's a pretty good
0: collab. Also a good collab. Um, Uh, I'd have to think more about (laughs) more good collabs, uh, Boston collaborations, but that, I mean, Harpoon and Duncan is like on the commercial scale. That's a, that's a big one. It's like, I mean, I'm obviously going to try this. I don't know if it'll taste any good or not, but no, I hate coffee porters, (laughs) but yeah, I generally don't like them either. Although winter is the right time. If you're going to try one, I think the, the picture I saw just looked so ridiculous to me. It was like a harpoon six pack, but it was like all Dunkin' Donuts colors, and it just like yeah, it was great. It just like like that's very like th- that's just going to appeal to so many people, whether or not they'll like it, they're going to try it, you know. So yeah, um, so in that sense, it's very smart. Um, I wonder if they have it at the. I wonder if they'll serve it at the like brewery, like as like on tap. Well, that's a good question. I'm sure they will, yeah. but. We have an insider there right
1: now, Chris we Chris do. McLaughlin. Yeah. Actually, and it's his birthday. Happy birthday yeah, shout right. out to Chris McLaughlin. Happy birthday, Chris. Um we were gonna call him and get him on the air to get a live <laughs> a live reaction to the first day of this beer being revealed. Uh, but it didn't it didn't work yeah. out in terms of like we just didn't get it together on our end. Yeah. Um but Boston, I, I would say <laughs> in the uh Boston sphere, I would say Harpoon has overtaken Sam Adams as locally. I mean, outside of Boston, people think Sam Adams as Boston beer, but I think Harpoon has become the better place to be. It's become the better beer. And now they're collaborating with Duncan, um, which Sam Adams would never do. So Harpoon is making
0: a play for, for the locals in town. They sure are. They sure are. And they, uh, grabbing Duncan is clearly a big, uh, selling point in that. And you, you could also see in the marketing of this Harpoon Duncan collaboration. It's almost like, um, it's it's almost like Duncan might have planned the the sequence of this and that this like a few a week after the name change is announced a huge marketing campaign that clearly has the new name like, like that clearly has the name dropped you know it's like there's no this was obviously in the works before a week ago but it, it then the name was planned in and so it's almost like they the opposite of trying to make the quiet name change instead they make the name change and then come out with something big that's like yes by the way we're Duncan you know yeah. Um, so I think it's interesting uh that they roll those two things in. So yeah, who would have known that we have two Duncan updates uh in our Duncan news segment? Yeah. Well, that's that's it for I'm going to I'm
1: going to say we started out with Dunkin donuts news and that's and now that's it for Dunkin
0: news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cuz exactly. we dropped
1: we dr- we dropped the donuts mid mid news just like we they did. did.
0: Yeah. So you would have heard it here second, but you still heard it so <laughs> yeah um. that's the point <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, okay so those are the only two Dunkin Donuts news we have for you today yep. we may have more in a future um, time because I do enjoy fast food news yes um, <laughs> but I have Derek are you ready for this very fun loss law, uh, law school case I'm ready yes okay so you can take notes if you want but I'm gonna give you the facts okay this is the this is the best case I've heard so far in law school at least the most entertaining um, and I want you to tell me what your thoughts are. The case is called Strambowski versus Ackley or otherwise known as the Ghostbusters case. Okay. Um, so, uh, Strambowski is look, he's, he's lives in New York. Um, he's lo- in New York city and he's looking to, to buy a house with his family out in like the suburbs. He just wants to get away and have a house. Well, he's always wanted a nice big Victorian house out in like the middle of nowhere, just to kind of be yep. quiet and have a nice big house. Yep. Um, so he goes to this real estate agent, um, his name's Ackley, and they they, they end up looking at a bunch of different houses, and he finds this beautiful, beautiful house. And this is in 1991, so it's relatively cheap, or relatively uh, recent. Yep. Uh, and he pays he pays $650,000 for the house, for this b- big, beautiful Victorian house. Um, A couple, his whole family, about two weeks later, they haven't moved in yet, but they, they've kind of been working on the house, and, and they've owned it for a little bit. They find out that the house is haunted. Mm. So this house okay. is factually haunted, uh, and the the kicker is, it has been written about in like a, a newspaper. Um, the seller of the house has has tried to sell it as a haunted house in the past, mm. um, but he so they, he knew that this house was haunted, right. um, and he right. did not. He did not reveal that to Strambovsky. Okay. So Strambovsky sues saying this I didn't want a haunted house. Is is he entitled to rescind the contract for buying a house because he claims that the house hmm. is haunted?
0: Hmm. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to say that no. I'm going to say that he I'm going to say that is not grounds to rescind the contract. You normally... So, let's say
1: that it was termites instead of ghosts. Yes. Would he get to rescind the contract?
0: Um, I Now I want to say yes. I think
1: he would. So, the answer to that is no. Really? Had, yeah, the answer to that is no because you can... Um, like, if you, if you looked... At like an extreme, like hired someone to look at the house or mm-hmm. if you if you did a thorough researching of the house and had like a, an expert come in, they would find termites right So that's on you for not finding the termites and, and if you don't ask about them, I mean right. there's laws na- there's right. laws now about things you have to um, to reveal but termites yeah. back in the day wasn't one of them right right So here's here's the verdict <laughs> in in this uh, haunted house story. Uh, here's quote from the judge. Uh, Plaintiff hasn't a ghost of a chance. I am moved by the spirit of equity. And so he says, um, for the purposes of this court, because locals in town knew that it was haunted or knew of this haunted house, whether or not they believed in ghosts, the seller knew it was haunted and stuff had been written about it as being haunted, this court, for purposes of law, recognizes ghosts as law. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, and and it was wow. found to be, it was found to be concealment because he said, no, the most meticulous inspection um, would not reveal the presence of poltergeists on the property. Uh, <laughs> wow. So he, he was able to rescind the contract because it, the house was by law haunted. Wow. That is crazy. Yeah. That's, an, that's nuts. There you go. So that's, so far, that's the most, at least quirky one. I mean, there's a lot of better... Cases in right, terms of like right, right. people selling their house on a napkin, drunk at a bar. <laughs> um, but in terms of the most interesting, yeah, this is wow. known as the the Ghostbusters ruling. If you want to read it, it's actually the the judge who wrote this um, in the New York State of Appeals is like a quirky guy, and so it's actually pretty funny and not a difficult read. Wow, uh, nice. he just like he pu- he puts in like ghost puns as you're yeah. reading the <laughs> opinion.
0: Yeah, nice.
1: Yeah. Um, so wow. there you go, Derek. So if you is... if you buy a house and it turns out to be haunted. You have you have uh, some some restitution available to you. Right, right.
0: But that, I assume that's but that's probably unique to like the seller having for sure concealed that, right? Correct. You know, yes. a, it's like unique. A, you to- can't come back like later and be like, oh, this is actually haunted. So uh, no, yes. no thanks. You know, but, like, if the like,
1: seller d- if if the seller didn't all if the seller also didn't know it was haunted. Yeah, right, right, right. Then right, yes, right. interesting, yeah.
0: very yeah. cool. So
1: be sure to check for termites. You don't necessarily have to check for (laughs) ghosts.
0: Good to know. I don't have to hire a ghost expert to come check if there's any ghosts in the house. So uh, that's good. Um, Moving forward to last little bit here. So um, Amazon uh, raises the minimum wage. I didn't see the story about this. So do you want to shed some light on it?
1: Yes. So um, after a long fought battle and and credit to to Bernie Sanders and his crew, because he's been fighting for raising the minimum wage as his entire um, platform, basically. And ever since he didn't get elected, um, it was he he basically took Amazon as his his company that he was going to harass. Could you do you want to guess what? Amazon raised their minimum wage to for all workers for all workers. Let's see. So the the, the hundreds of thousands of uh they don't call them do you, um what are they the fulfillment they call them fulfillment stations gotcha. rather than warehouses. Okay, but gotcha. yeah, they're, they're yeah, just yeah, like they're minimum wage workers. Right, right, so. right. Okay.
0: Um what, what 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 do you know what the minimum what, what the former minimum wage was? I think it's like had? 8 or 9 bucks. Eight or 9 bucks. I'm going to say they raised it to 12. 15 bucks Fifteen an hour. 15 bucks. Wow.
1: Yeah. So Amazon raises the minimum wage for all workers to fifteen dollars an hour. That's big. Um, which is which is actually big. It's yeah, huge. Yeah. Um, Amazon is is arguably the the most successful corporation in the company, right? Or er, sorry, most successful um, corporation in America right now. Right. And if they make a statement like this, that's going to have some trickle down effects. Yeah, I, I sure hope. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean. Um. Especially with with the way that they're expanding, you know. I mean, if they 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 probably want to add. A lot more of those type of facilities, I imagine, um, and so that will definitely have a trickle down effect. If you look at the adding adding more jobs for every one of those fulfillment centers, they might add at fifteen dollars an hour. It just it forces yeah. other uh, you know other job other companies to to offer the same type of of wage. Yeah, so yeah that, that's that's and, huge. And,
1: and they're looking; they're still looking for HQ two, which is like their second right. headquarters. Right. And I think they're, they've narrowed it down to some some east coast cities um which would add another couple thousand jobs right. uh so having a $15 minimum wage with that many people globally is pretty impressive yeah. and it's a really and and props to amazon and jeff bezos because no one saw this coming especially bernie sanders who was kind of just like badgering them mm-hmm. for for two years and i, I think bernie's a, a little far left but in terms of getting stuff done this works yeah so, definitely um yeah. 15 bucks, 15 buck minimum wage. That's we'll huge. It.
0: That's huge. So great, great move for Amazon. And, uh, hopefully that has good, good impact on the rest of the economy and the rest of the companies that are in that same territory. Um, so good, good, good job for Amazon. Good marks there. Good job for Amazon. <laughs> um, any, any other closing thoughts on pop culture for the final job? Um,
1: no, that's, that's my only pop culture thing. Do you have any of final thoughts on pop culture? No, I don't think so. Oh, my final thought is just that Kanye West needs to fade away. Yes,
0: like goodbye. Just like kind, goodbye. Of, kind of be, be he's got, less. He's off the deep end.
1: He's off the deep end. He needs to just. Did you
0: mean, when you said, did you mean yay when you said Kanye West? Oh, <laughs> yes, yes.
1: No, actually, I meant Kanye West. I refuse to call him Ye Actually, I don't want to talk about him
0: anymore. Yeah, I mean. me neither. So, yeah, let's um, just move on. All right, now. so brings us to the final drive. You want to go first or you want to go second?
1: I want to go. I want to go second cuz I have no idea what yours okay, is about. Okay, sure.
0: Um, so mine, yeah, so j- for those of you who don't know obviously, my on the agenda it says next 6 days. That's what I'm that's what I'm talking about. So, uh, this is not going to be anything revolutionary to you Steve. It's really actually um, probably exactly what you would expect me to talk about in my final drive. But um, yeah, th- every now and then I enter a stretch that is like, wow, this is a crazy stretch for me as a sports fan. Like that. Like oh, that, that, that. This I hate is what's coming up. <laughs> So, I just want to quickly run through the next six days starting Wednesday of this week, okay? Wednesday this week, we've got the Yankees and A's wildcard game. And we've got the Boston Bruins opening their season against the defending cup champions, the Capitals. Then the next day, we've got Thursday, which I have at the Garden. I have a preseason Celtics thing for season ticket holders where it says I'm going to to take a picture with Paul Pierce and, like, do a bunch of stuff, like, listen to the players, like, do a basketball panel on, like, answer a bunch of questions and stuff. So I'm going to that with my dad. And then the Patriots also play that night on Thursday Night Football. So as soon as I get out of that, I'll be watching the Patriots game. Friday, I'm going to game one of the ALDS with my brother. Wow. um, Which is pretty nuts. So we we bought tickets for that because we were like, you know, this is going to be Friday game one. It's going to be great. Saturday morning, Boston College gets back at it against NC State, who's now ranked, ranked 23rd. Okay. So that's Saturday morning. Saturday night. Thanks to one of my coworkers, I'm going to Game Two of the ALDS with my brother. Oh my god! So, so that continues on. Then you've got Sunday, a whole day of football, and Monday is a holiday. So uh, what's Monday? Monday is Columbus Day, oh, so which shoot. my company gets off. So I wonder if I get off Columbus Day. So talk day. about six days that are just a great six days. So that, that's what I got coming up. Uh, wow! So yeah, that's gonna be a whirlwind, but. But that's that. So that's my final drive. The next wow, six that's days. That's a really good fun. one, actually. Yeah.
1: You have crazy next I six days coming do. I do. Out.
0: Shout out to my coworker who uh, who offered me tickets to game two. So. Shout out.
1: Um, okay. So mine is, is not that cool, but I do want to <laughs> give a shout out to um, the Tampa Bay Rays. I know I'm biased, but this is pretty incredible. Um, so the Tampa Bay Rays who were picked, who actually were sued by the MLB at the beginning of the year for profit sharing, Wow. meaning that that they thought that the Rays weren't investing enough money in putting a good team on the field. Um, so that shows you what people thought of the Rays this year, is that, that they were just going to tank and, and have a terrible, terrible team. They got rid of Evan Longoria, who was their face of the franchise. They got rid of Chris Archer, who was by far their best pitcher. Um, and they brought up all these young rookies, got rid of tons and tons of players left and right, picked up scraps from from all these other teams, started... Um, the, the the opener as a uh, as a um, theory where they pitch a bullpen guy a couple days in a row or or have bullpen days, yep. um, trying to change the game a bit. Where and, and they had the lowest MLB or lowest ERA in the MLB for that stretch. Um, the Ra- the Tampa Bay Rays finished with 90 wins, um, which is in which is probably the most since we went to the World Series in 2008. Yep. Um, the Indians won the AL Central with 91 wins. And um, the Rays actually will pick behind the Braves in this upcoming draft who had the Braves had 90 wins also and made the playoffs. Um, but because of whatever the tiebreaker it was, the Rays ended up with a better record um, than a team who, who easily made the playoffs. Um, so this is not a, a shot like a shot at the MLB and like the, the Yankees and the Red Sox both had unbelievable seasons right. right. Um, but it's just the fact that the Rays played, I, I, they started the most rookies in the history of the MLB uh, over the course of a year. They they were a fun team. They were expected to lose 90 games. Um they traded away all their big pieces and they still won 90 games, which is very very difficult in the MLB. Yeah. Um and they had one starting pitcher. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It's insane. Like they had Blake Snell. I mean, they did have a, a almost a Cy Young, maybe a Cy Young award yeah, winning he might pitcher. Win it. Yeah. Um but he's he's on his second year. He he was a rookie last year, so uh, very young. Just a shout-out to the Rays for a really good season. Um, and if anyone wasn't paying attention, they'll probably be not this good again next year. But whenever the Rays are good or whenever baseball does something cool, I like to acknowledge it. So shout-out Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, definitely.
0: And uh, it's, a, it's an impressive year for them. And I think it's complete BS that they're going to pick behind the Braves. <laughs> I think if you, make the, yeah. if you make the playoffs, you should be slotted higher. That's I mean, that seems ridiculous. But, um, uh, okay. but yeah, so there it is. Final drive uh, on the Tampa Bay Rays. So that does it for episode number 116 if you heard it a second a little bit longer but we had uh, a lot of good topics in this one so uh, anything else before we close up that's it Derek can't wait
1: to uh, watch or hear about your uh, crazy six days yeah
0: the next (laughs) six days so uh, so that's it for 116 we'll see you guys next time on episode 117 later days